deflects it in. Puck was rolling. Graywall reaches out one hand on a stick in front, scores! Clayton hammers it to the back of the net, and the Birds take the 4-3 lead with 2.55 to go. Hey everybody, it's Jacob, Eric, Jake, and Liz here, coming at you guys from UBC's Point Grey campus, broadcasting from the unceded and ancestral grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to CITR 101.9 with this week's edition of Thunderbird Eye, always keeping you up to date with the latest UBC sports news, standings, and stories. This past week, guys, had women's basketball advancing to Canada West quarterfinals, as well as men's team prepping for their own quarter final game. Action for those series starts later today. That should be really exciting, expecting big things, especially on the men's side. And we're going to see what the women's team is going to do against number one ranked Regina later. Or Saskatchewan, excuse me. It is Regina. It is Regina, thank you. <laughs> uh, UBC Volleyball took on powerhouse Trinity Western Spartans and collectively won three of the four games. Women Rugby 7 went to the University of Fraser Valley for part two of the Canada West tournament. And baseball way down south in California, and they are just beginning a near two-week stretch of away games. So starting off with basketball, there was only one game this past weekend, and it was the women's team as they faced Lethbridge in a wild card match to determine who would move on to the quarterfinals. As Jacob already mentioned, the Thunderbirds emerged victorious in a hotly contested 77-73 to win. Pronghorns got off to a fast start. Zoe Dahl scored 11 first quarter points for them, but the Thunderbirds pushed back and cut the lead to two at the end of the first quarter. UBC then outscored... Lethbridge 25-18 to in the second behind some hot shooting from deep, including Gabriel LaGuerta, who came off the bench and hit three consecutive three-pointers, giving the Thunderbirds a five-point halftime lead. The game slowed down in the third as UBC focused on feeding the ball to Keelan Filowich and Madison Penn inside, where Lethbridge simply had no answer, answer for them in the post. Thunderbirds took a 12-point lead in the fourth, and though the Pronghorns mounted a furious late comeback, UBC was able to hold on for the victory. Filowich led the way with 22 points and 11 rebounds. Jessica Hansen added 17 points, 4 assists, and a game-high 5 steals. And LaGuerta put up 13 points and 4 rebounds off the bench. 47% from the field today and 8, or rather on Friday, and 8 for 20 from 3. Great offensive performance from the Birds. And all of this happened while Maddie Penn struggled on court. 10 points for her, 5 from 14 shooting. But that is a good sign at the end of the day because... For a lot of the year, they struggled from uh, getting production outside of Penn, so it's good to see they found other ways to win. Yeah, like the uh, the younger players on the team. Uh, you've got uh, LaGuerta, who had that really good night, looking like CJ with three straight threes. Uh, Madison Lego, eight rebounds, three assists, two steals. Good uh, defensive game from her. Um, and Dana Pierce hit two three-pointers in the second that uh, sort of energized the Thunderbirds a little bit. Um, so definitely a good pers- uh, performance from the youth movement here. Yeah, and they're really going to need it as they play Regina next in a best-of-three quarterfinal series. That starts today at 5 p.m. in Regina. So excited. Yeah, these two they uh, these two teams played each other earlier in the season. Thunderbirds lost twice, which was the very end of their five-game losing streak at the end of the, the, end of the first semester. Hopefully this newfound momentum in the new year can carry them uh, and get them to victory this time. And on the men's side, as I mentioned, bye week last week, but they will have also quarterfinals action to play. They're going to be taking on Manitoba with the first game here at War Memorial Gym today at 4 p.m. for tip-off. Yeah, and just move on to the volleyball. On men's side, the men's volleyball team split the series with the local rivals Trinity, U- Trinity Western University last weekend as they dropped the Spartans in four sets in Lely on Friday, giving their opponents their first home game loss over a calendar year. 
The Spartans came back on Saturday and topped the T-Birds in a five-set rally. UBC remains their number two ranking in the league. On Friday, the Thunderbirds played their A game against the top-ranking Trinity Western University. They started the game with a 4-1 lead, then slowly wound it up to 12-6, forcing the opponents to take a timeout. The T-Birds put up their game-high 0.455 hitting percentage in the first and finished the set at 25-22. The Spartans, however, came back strong in the second set, forcing a back-and-forth rally. Middle blocker Jackson Ho started a four-point run in the middle of the game and stretched the point gap to 17-12. The birds caught up to 19 to 20, but few errors made by Keith West and Irvin Bohr had handed the opponent at the set at 22 to 25. The T-Birds then dominated the court in the next two frames, putting up the highest point differential of the game at eight points in the third, followed by a six-point lead in their final set. The T-Birds also reached their game height kills at 13 in final set and finished the Spartans early on at 22 25 to 19 the final frame. This was a huge win for the Thunderbirds going to Langley Center. It was a home and home uh, weekend series. And they beat Trinity Western not only on a very important night, but a night where fans were were plenty. Over 1600 were actually there to watch that match. And Trinity Western, as you mentioned, 25 and 1 record over its last 26 games at Langley Event Center. And not only did UBC stop their year-plus home court winning streak, but their 15-game win streak in Canada West. That's awesome. That's To do that on the road, that's just crazy. Yeah, and especially it's been a long time since UBC has won over Trinity Western University in their home court. The last time UBC beat Trinity Western University on the home court was February 19, 2016, which is two years ago when the T-Birds earned a 3-2 victory. Two yeah. years ago, I was just getting out of high school, man. Yeah, it's weird to think about. Um, and I mean, I gotta keep talking about my boys Finn McCarthy, Jordan DeShane. Uh, I've been hyping them up all season. They're so good right now. Uh, 11 kills each. Um, uh, led the whole team. Um, TW, T, uh, Trinity Western outside hitter um, led the Spartans with 10 kills. Lepke. So. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and uh, But I mean, just like Finn McCarthy, um, Jordan DeShane, these are like the young, talented guys. Didn't really get a lot of time on the team to start the season, and they're already leading the team. Mm-hmm. So this is a really impressive performance uh, at the right time of the season for these guys. Yeah, stepping up, and we'll see where that factors in Matt Guidi for the rest of playoffs. Yeah, and moving on to Saturday. Saturday's Pride Night game was a night dedicated to the local LGBTQ community and had a turnout of roughly 1,500 fans. UBC blew the full fast side had had a fair against the Spartans, but lost to the opponent by two points in the final frame. The first set was in favor of the Birds, who put up their game high at 0.550 hitting percentage. They jump out to the 12-6 lead and then maintain a 5-point lead to the end of the frame, finish the set at 25-16. However, TWW, uh, Trinity Western University left no chance for the T-Birds to relax. Although UBC made their game high 14 kills on the night, they still couldn't manage to outwork the Spartans' 0.360 hitting percentage. The T-Birds fell short after the technical timeout and gave the opponent a chance to tie up the set score, finishing the second at 20-25. The two teams repeated their similar gameplay in the third and fourth set and split up the two sets evenly. In the fourth set, the Spartans saw some opportunity to break the Birds' heavy attack and even it up the game after their third set loss. The Spartans used a triple block against UBC, which forced UBC to try and work around the new defense plan and forced UBC to make eight errors. The Thunderbirds lost the fourth set at 21-25. 
The last rain, however, was no less intense. Taking a lead from setter Baron Cataracus' aces, the Tibers quickly jumped out 4-0. to zero. However, the Spartans then made a 7-point run, which shifted momentum on the court. The teams tied up twice at 10-10 to 10 and then 13-13. to 13. A service ace made by Jory Gear gave the match point to the opponent, who then finished a long rally with a block at 13-15. to 15. Yeah, I think there was actually a service error by Regeer, which caused the loss in the game, not an ace. On a bright note, though, I was at the game. I had the opportunity to call it for Canada West and CITR. With 55 aces, Ketarakis is now ranked first in Canada West all-time, as well as U-Sports, uh, for for aces. This is great. He's it's up to 55. Single-season record, yeah? Single-season record, yeah. <clears throat> um, this season, we've seen aces play a big factor. Michelle Egger, of course, earlier mentioned she crushed crushed the uh, oh aces aces <laughs> for a season for women's and now our very own byron Ketarakis, the greek god coming up into the stat books for the t-birds and then also looking at this game a little deeper spartans dominated digging uh 41 to compare compared to just 30 from ubc side and all game they were going way above and beyond getting digs flying across the court and <laughs> basically going going that extra level that i didn't quite see from the thunderbirds yeah, and you usually see that from Irvin Brar a lot of the time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but uh, uh, he didn't really have that um, sort of uh, need to go and get the ball wherever it was landing that you usually see from him. Uh, my guy, Ben McCarthy, 18 <laughs> kills, season high for the season. Uh, I'm very happy that I sort of noticed him earlier on. I'm going to hold that one guys <laughs> for a little bit. Um, good game from Irvin Brar, as always, 16 kills. Keith West with an eight-kill game. Uh, McCarthy, I, re- I do think he has taken the spot from Matt right. Greedy, as you yeah. mentioned earlier, um, because he's doing back row attacks, too, which is something that the Thunderbirds could use a little more of. Yeah. He's um, still a bit inconsistent, but he's starting to clean it up slowly. Well, he's a first year. Right. You're going to expect that. It's going to happen. First year. He's seen, been excellent. We'll see later, but Van Rijk, too, struggling with some inconsistency in her game as of late. Yeah, and we mentioned earlier Eric Lepke from Trinity Western, another young gun in the conference. He's become a player that you have to keep an eye on. He's ranked top for kills and hitting percentage and second in service aces in Canada West. He's been incredible this season. And if this is a potential Canada West finals matchup, he's definitely going to be a player to watch from the Spartans. Yeah, Lepke really intends to watch on court. Thunderbirds did do a good job shutting him down for what they could. They kept his hitting percentage under 200 all night, often double and triple blocks on Lepke. Uh, After the game, we did have a chance to listen to what head coach Kerry McDonald had to say about his team. challenge part of the game for the boys? Uh, they're a great serving team, so they definitely challenged us on receive and, and disrupted our offense, so that was probably one of the greatest obstacles that we had to try and overcome. Yeah, and also, um, like, we see this game so likely might be, like, the similar uh, take-on in the final one, in the, in the final game for the uh, Canada West, so how do you think you guys can learn from this game and maybe get, uh, get improved in the next one when you guys meet again? Yeah, I mean, hopefully we are in a Canada West final and, and we get an opportunity to play, you know, them or anyone, honestly. That's that's obviously where we want to try and get to. But, um, yeah, there's lots of learning that comes from opportunities like this to play teams that are of that caliber. So that was our goal coming into the weekend was just to try and learn as much as we can and and, uh, and reflect back on this weekend now to be better for next week. Um, do you fa- do you satisfy with the team performance tonight? Yeah, overall, I'm happy with how we played. Definitely there's areas that I wish we were a little bit better at and we executed a little bit better at, but I'm happy with our process and and, uh, the energy and and the effort level that our guys put forth. 
Thank you. And lastly, uh, how do you think that because like, this this game is called the Pride Night, so what do you think like uh, it has been like a, a part of the team? Yeah, it was a it was a phenomenal atmosphere. Um, I'm really happy that as a school we're hosting a Pride Night and uh, just showing how inclusive our campus is. So uh, I'm really proud of the department and, and everyone that came out. And I think that's one of the better atmospheres we've ever had at UBC for a volleyball game. And so that's excellent. Thank you so much. That was head coach Karen McDonald of the men's volleyball team. Women's side over the weekend, they're 18-4 and four now as they grabbed a pair of hard-fought wins against Trinity Western's highly ranked women's program. On Friday at the Langley Center, Thunderbirds outlasted the Spartans. It was a five-set battle where statistically they dominated, but errors kept the Spartans in the game. If the set count on Friday's match flipped back and forth, going UBC 25-22, then 22-25, again 25-22, 17-25, and finally 15-9. Van Rijk led the way for UBC with 16 kills and 5 aces, although she committed 14 errors on the night. Talk about that a bit more later. Anna Price and Jean Tile enjoyed productive nights. Price had seven kills along with 13 digs, and Jean Tile added another 47 assists to her already outstanding season. Furlan, who won CUSN's first star of the week and the third Canada West star of the week, had four aces, 27 digs, and 11 kills. Again, the catch? Errors. Eight of them on the night for her. Spartans were led by Hillary Howe, who had a game-high 20 kills and eight digs, while Michaela Puchalowski... Someone usually not too heavy on the stat sheet added 11 kills, 7 digs. It was a win for the Birds, but 33 errors as a team, that's that's too much. Yeah, the errors were a huge drawback in this one, but looking at it uh, as a whole, this was a road win against a solid opponent, so you will take that completely. And even though she committed 8 errors without Furland's performance, those incredible digs, all-around performance, it's hard to see them pulling out the win. And Gabby Atia you didn't even mention there, also had 12 kills, 3 blocks, 2 aces, very all-around all good team performance. Yeah, and I mean, the you mentioned the errors. Um, that really hurt them in the hitting percentage department. Uh, their lowest mark of the season, .131. That's um, that's not very good. So they won, they won the game, which is cool with the, those right. 14 aces, yeah. but I mean, just... The hitting errors really hurt them in the hitting percentage department. Yeah, and and we I've seen a trend throughout the season when Van Rijk's not on and she's committing errors, the rest of the team follows suit for the most part. Thankfully, on Saturday, the Thunderbirds did improve their gameplay, and in front of a roaring home crowd at War Memorial, they took down the Spartans in a much cleaner game, needing four sets on UBC's Pride Night. The set count in this one went Trinity Western 25-21, jumping out early, and then it was all T-Birds, 25-13, 25-22, and finally 25-18. I mentioned Van Rijk. She led the Birds to an early lead in the first, but the Spartans battled back and then never gave up that first set lead. Furlan, who had a game for the ages, really, had seven of her 14 kills on the first set of the night, and then four straight aces, though, by Furlan in the second gave UBC all the momentum they needed it was destruction that second set, 25-13 birds. In that, in that second um, set, the birds actually averaged a 364 hitting percentage as a team. The third set, more back and forth, but a smart setter dump from the subden Atea for Gentile actually was a, a defining moment. And then a later kill from Kara Hanley secured a hard-fought third set win. And then with all the fans there, nearly 1,500 strong, the birds and Victoria Behe, who was subbed in, uh, she also had seven kills on the night. It helped. She helped separate the team from the competition and clinch that home-and-home home weekend sweep against Trinity Western. 
Yeah, you briefly mentioned Ferlin. She was the star of this match, the third star of the week in Canada West. On the game on Saturday, she had 14 kills, 6 aces, 2 blocks, 13 digs, only 3 errors, cleaning up after Friday, and she had a hitting percentage of .423. Yeah, crazy, crazy game for Ferlin. Yeah, and Van Rijk, another bit of an off game. I mean, she did get 12 kills, but 10 errors, so I mean... Uh, it's 24 on the weekend. It's a um, bit concerning. Yeah, and I mean, like we said, um, s- same uh, issue with um, Finn McCarthy of consistency being an issue for first-year players, and that's something that'll clean up as she progresses in her UBC career. But, um, I mean, hopefully in the playoffs she can sort of see what we were looking at in sort of earlier mid-season. Um, Atea, another uh, well-rounded game, eight kills, three blocks, two aces. Um, and only 22 team errors, which is 11 less than last night. Uh, still Not great. Little, Not still great. a little high, but uh, <laughs> an better, improvement. better for sure, yeah. Yeah, and, and as UBC goes into their last matchup of the regular season, playoff seating is still up in the air. Birds are currently tied with the Heat for second and are sitting just two points behind first play Dinos. They will be taking on Saskatchewan, who is four points outside of the playoff pictures, three birds to the postseason still up for grabs. Saturday will be f- um, the fifth year. Alexandra Gentile's last regular season game no, with the Birds. Oh, Yeah. Watch out for her in the on the court as it's actually the senior day, the senior game for the volleyball game. First serve Friday at 6 and Saturday at 5 here at World Memorial Gym. Yeah, Gentile, sure to pour her heart out on the court for that last, last uh, home game before playoffs. And after that match, though, we did catch up with head coach Doug Reimer. Take a quick listen into what he had to say about his team. that the viewers were having some problem with reception in the first place. So how do you think yeah, yeah. how do you think that would improve Yeah. Well I think both teams have the ability to serve well. Yeah. And so to me what's important to that is we found the way to recover. You know, and we got better. So I think our Libero got much better as the match went. And we didn't let that take us out of the match in total. And we also see that Oliva Furlan really set up, set up to that, and uh, her performance. How do you think her performance has helped the whole team, uh, like in momentum-wise, but also in technical-wise? I couldn't hear the first part. Were you talking about Olivia, yeah. number twelve? Yeah. yeah. So she obviously took over the second set, serving-wise, and I thought Alessandra did a Alessandra did a very good job getting her the ball and other people the ball in some key situations tonight. So made some really nice adjustments. And she just did a lot, Olivia did a lot for us. So her serving, attacking, and she played very good defense over the weekend. Yes, yeah, sir. And last one is, uh, um, so there were some few uh, laws during the last few weeks. Uh, there are some, some few laws during the last few weeks. And uh, right now, uh, the playoff season is coming around the corner. So how yeah. do you think the team has prepared and uh, overcome? Yeah. I mean, part of it, I mean, that's the reality of the league and the team. You're going to have that. So what I'm focused on more is just the fact that we come to compete hard every night and do our best. And if you look at it, last three matches, we've done a nice job, you know, after rebounding from a couple of losses. So I think we're, you know, preparing ourselves well for the future. So, yeah, Alessandra, number Gentile, 17, just set a UBC record tonight for the most career aces. Okay, like over her five years. So, Alessandra Gentile, you heard head coach Doug Reimer mention, 
uh, career aces. So she's now leading Canada West all time for that. Taking a peek over at women's rugby sevens, they went out to the University of Fraser Valley in Abbotsford, and they started out tournament play with a bit of a mixed bag. They got a shutout win, but also hung up a pair of losses on the day. First game against Lethbridge Pronghorns, UBC was leading at half 7-5. Pronghorns, however, scored two unconverted Hannah Lopez tries in the second half, enough to push Lethbridge for the 15-7 win. Second game, <laughs> really bit of an embarrassment for opponent Thompson Rivers, who got smashed 50-0, to zero, shut out. This was Wolfpack's debut in Rugby 7, so maybe having to cut them a bit of slack. Um, that'll serve them a little justice in this case, I think. Uh, and then in the third game on Saturday, the Birds lost a heartbreaker against Alberta on the final play of the game. And it was a back-and-forth game. It ended 24-19 as Alberta clawed their way back from 19-12 for an unanswered 12 points. Uh, tough one to lose. For the Thunderbirds. Sunday, though, was a winning day as two or three matches went Thunderbirds' favor. Although they although they could not open the day with a win against the later champion Victoria Vikes, they squeaked by Calgary 19-17 and later rolled through the Cascades in another huge shutout. This time it was 45-0. Dino's game was especially exciting as the Birds were trailing late until Elena Scramstad put down a try late uh, to tie it at 17. The, a difficult convert was then kicked through the uprights by Samoon Samuna to, to, uh, excuse me, Samanu Tafa to give UBC the slim 19 to 17 win, and then UBC ended up finishing fifth place in the tourney, three and three record, 15 points, and in overall standings, the Birds also hold on to the fifth spot. Uh, yeah, the Alberta and Calgary games were opposite outcomes, but is good to see that, especially in the Calgary game, the this Thunderbirds team didn't just roll over. They fought back, and they were able to get the win in that one. The final leg of the Canada West Tournament will be played at the University of Victoria on February 24th, 25th. We will take a quick break here for ads and PSAs and come right back to you. Some pigskin. This is my shimmering life prize. All I must do is create a diversion. What could distract people who love sports? Sports. 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 Do you find sports distracting? Feel the need to chant sports for hours on end? Then come on by the CITR station at the new sub to get involved. We do play-by-play, color commentary, audio production, interviews, and so much more. Only on CITR 101.9 FM. We don't need to tell you that Vancouver has a housing problem. Mass evictions. Mass evictions. Unfair rent increases. What happened to rent control and protection from unfair eviction? If these or other housing matters concern you, you may be interested in joining the Vancouver Tenants Union. For more information, visit tenantsunion.ca. Uh, a decent end to the th- season for the women's and men's Thunderbird hockey teams. Uh, we'll see both teams kick off a best-of-three playoff series this weekend uh, in Vancouver, hosting the two Calgary schools in the conference quarterfinal matchup. The women's team visited Edmonton last week to take on the University of Alberta Pandas, who UBC actually beat in the Canada West Championship last year. On Friday, Lindsay Weech of the Pandas opened the scoring midway through the first, which stood as the lone goal until Kenzie Robinson leveled the game in the dying seconds of the opening frame. Halfway through the second, Robinson found the twine for the second time to take the lead for the Thunderbirds, uh, which took them through to the end of the, f- of the second. Lisa Lloyd just tied it just 19 seconds into the third to take the game to overtime, and following the tying goal, Alberta poured it on, outshooting UBC 8-2 in the final frame, but were unable to find a winner. Uh, Kathleen Cahoon's slap shot halfway through the first period overtime uh, of overtime won the game for UBC. 
It was a bit of a worryingly low offensive production for UBC in this one. They got just 15 shots on goal. Seems to be a bit of a theme for them lately, which isn't great. They've been getting a very high shooting percentage to help compensate for that, which is great, but might be unsustainable. If they want to make a playoff run, they really need to find a way to just get more pucks on the net. And that being said, uh, there was a bit of tight tight checking closely can like a like like a tightly contested playoff game so that was good to see as the birds are hoping you know make that playoff push and see what they can do see how far they can go along yeah definitely and we've been talking about penalty trouble um four penalties on the night uh, it's better but it's not great still uh, we'd like to see that number trend down a bit more saturday's game looked even more like a playoff contest low shooting low scoring no penalty calls tight physical hockey uh, Cahoon was the previous night's hero. Uh, she grabbed the opening marker halfway through the second period, which should tell you all about you need all you need to know about how this game sort of ended up going. And it was another 22 minutes of play before the game's high and goal came from Amy Boucher. It would remain tied through the end of the third and the entirety of the first overtime. In the second overtime, Autumn McDougal was the hero this time for the Pandas. She scored just two minutes into the overtime to end UBC's regular season on a less than perfect note. And there's no shame losing to a number two team in country. That's that's clear, and especially in a double overtime win. Uh, of course, you'd like to see the Birds close out the season with a win. Didn't happen. Um, somewhere where they can maybe correct their game is that shot count. Needs to come up for playoffs. Has to. Yeah, but they seem to have uh, dealt with their pen- penalty issues. Only three penalties in this one. Obviously not perfect, but definitely a step it's up. It's average, from, a lot better than yeah, what we were seeing early on this season. A lot better. They're yeah. taking like 7 or 11 or whatever. <laughs> uh, the Thunderbirds will begin their quest for back-to-back-to-back Canada West championships. Three feet. Uh, tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. Uh, at the Doug Mitchell Thunderbird Sports Center, they will host the Mount Royal Cougars, who they swept 4-0 in the regular season, so that bodes well. Uh, game 2 will be 3 p.m. on Saturday, and Game 3, if necessary, 1 p.m. on Sunday. Come out sports Thunderbirds in playoff hockey action. The men's team hosted Canada's best men's university hockey team, the Alberta Golden Bears, to close out their regular season. Uh, Friday's game was a wild one. Two Golden Bears goals midway through the first swung the momentum Alberta's way. A Carter pop-off power play marker swung it back towards uh, UBC. Golden Bears answered with a power play goal of their own. By the end of the third, the game was tied at three. Uh, any of the second, rather. Uh, there was a Jason Fram go-ahead goal halfway through the third. Um, Carter pop-off tied a show from G- Joe Carvalho, um, tipped it in. Final goal of the night for the Thunderbirds, sadly. Um, in the overtime period, Graham Craig, who scored the opener, scored the closer and beat the Birds in the penultimate game of the season. Hey, I mean, they didn't take it all the way, but coming back twice from being down, that's what you want to see. That's a playoff-caliber team. Unfortunately, though, their defense seems to be a little bit up and down recently. Over 40 shots against, they've been really relying on Matt Hewitt lately to bail them out, which unfortunately wasn't able to fully do this one. Yeah, and his last regular season game for Matt Hewitt as well. We're going to miss him too. Matt Uh, Hewitt. Oh, my goodness. What guy? Uh, We'll we'll hear more from him later, though. Uh, Saturday's game was a perfect way to close up the season. Jarrett Smith and Matt Revel scored just seconds apart as the UBC Thunderbirds jumped out to an early 2-0 lead. Less than a minute into the second, Sawyer Lange cut the UBC in half, and Trevor Cox later tied the game at two by the end of the second. With the momentum firmly in the Golden Bears' favor, Brandon McGee scored to give Alberta their first lead of the game, but Devin Fafard answered within minutes to tie the game, and with just three minutes to play, Chase Clayton hammered home possibly the hardest shot I have seen the Thunderbirds take this season. Uh, to put the game out of reach for Alberta, they took the final game of the season 4-3 over the best team in the country. What a way to close out a season. Comeback win against nation's best team. So much momentum now heading into this playoffs. And who would have thought this men's <laughs> hockey team yeah. is now one of the, if not the, hottest teams in Canada West? Yeah, really their only 
concern right now, given how hot they are, is their shooting percentage. Like the women's, they're riding off a very high shooting percentage. Could be either they're peaking at exactly the right time, or it could be an unsustainable hot streak that could fall off. We'll have to see in the playoffs which one that is. Yeah, and if we can see the sort of defensive performance keeping the shots around 30 like we saw in January, this could be a team that's going to make a splash in the playoffs. The men's team will get their playoffs underway right after the women's team. Uh, They will start 7.30 p.m. tomorrow and on Saturday and 5.30 on Sunday if necessary. They will host the Calgary Dinos. They split the season series with UBC. Calgary are riding a six-game win streak, while UBC have won eight of their last ten, two hottest teams in the country. Quick look around baseball. So far, they're just three and four on the season, actually three and five after yesterday's game. And it's it's been a bit of a tough start so far. Right now, they're currently down in California as they are on a long away away uh, away series in California. They're taking on the uh, Cal State Los Angeles Golden Eagles today. Um, on Tuesday night, they ended up winning big 13-4 starting pitcher. Brad Smith had a strong outing, seven complete, only one earned, and he grabbed the W on the day. Wednesday, unfortunately, brought back some bad fortunes for the T-Birds, who tallied only three against Cal Poly Pomona's eight. They were led that day by Jake Lamferman, who had three hits and a pair of ribbies on the day. It, it was good to see some production out of him, as so far it's been mostly Hirakawa, Cal, Robinson, and Orton leading way for the baseball squad. A lot of sports coming up this week. Um, we've got uh, the U Sports Swimming Championships, um, which we will talk more about next week because they get underway next Thursday. Um, or sorry, we'll talk about that the Thursday after because we don't have a show next week. <laughs> um, but U Sports Swimming Championships, that'll be big. Canada West champions, obviously. Uh, women's softball, men's baseball, women's ice hockey playoffs, men's ice hockey playoffs. So many playoffs. Go to those games, please. Uh, men's basketball, women's basketball. Um, don't have time to go through everything, but it's all on the website, gothunderbirds.ca slash calendar. Um, and that'll be it for us this week. Awesome. Thank you all so much for tuning in to CITR 101.9. As it's now Madeline Taylor's show, Shoes on a Wire. This will be, we're going to try and give you guys a quick teaser of our special interview episode that we actually didn't end up playing last time. So here, Sorry. hopefully, is a sneak preview of our sit down with men's hockey goalie and senior Matt Hewitt. It'll be on in full tomorrow at 4 a.m. But you don't, owls out there. don't worry. We will be posting on social <laughs> media, as I earlier mentioned. At CITR Sports. Yes. Come out, CITR Sports, Twitter, and Facebook both. For Thunderbride, this has been Jacob, Eric, Jake, and Liz. Next week, we will be away, but we will be coming back on air Thursday, March 1st, as always, from 3.30 to 4. Happy Chinese New Year, and have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the clip. Yeah, I mean, just going to university and growing up in Vancouver, I've always kind of been a, a fan of the Vancouver Canucks, and I mean, as a guy that plays hockey, it's kind of always your your dream to play in the NHL, and... I guess you could say that was the dream come true for me that day. And uh, it was a super special day for me, my family, close friends, and just my teammates for me to have that opportunity. Um, I didn't even know I was going to be dressing that day. I kind of woke up to a phone call saying there might be a chance that I might be playing for the – or dressing for the Canucks that night. And I kind of just kind of just took me a second to wake up and see if that was, like, a, a reality. And let alone my coach calls me, like, 20 minutes later and says you're gonna go dress for the Canucks tonight and I just kind of was kind of speechless in that moment and just couldn't believe it so I just threw my clothes on and tried to get to the rink as fast as I could and by the time I got there there was like media and a bunch of uh just press ready to go and it just kind of was a a eventful day for myself and fortunately I was our goalie coach is Alex Ald who is an ex-Canucks goalie and played in the NHL for a lot of seasons and we went on ice and worked on a few things, and he was able just to just like calm me down and just 
just say enjoy the moment and um and that's exactly what I did I just went to the rink and all the guys were super welcoming with me and it was just a really exciting day for myself and I loved every moment of it